0: And welcome back to the podcast. And, you know, I'm Linares, and with here with Chris. And, you know, we finished talking about college. Now let's talk about the next level. Let's talk about the NFL. And a lot lot of great football games. It, it, it really was, you know. But there are a lot of takeaways, I think, from the NFL. I think we learned a lot about certain teams one, one way or the other. But But, Chris, give us your thoughts on week three of the NFL.
1: Uh you know, week three, um, it was it was fun to watch, man. Um, naturally up here, um, I, I, I'm I'm in a jam and I, I need to figure out how to unjam myself. So the the apartment community I live in, we're not allowed to have satellites mounted to the building. So I can't have the Sunday ticket anymore. Um, so it sucks. And of course being up here, I am literally thirty-six minutes away from Lincoln Financial Field. Um I get the Eagles game no matter what. <laughs> that, that's just that's that's clear cut and dry. Um, and then uh, every once in a while I can get a Giants game or a Ravens game. Uh, this week I got the Giants game, and you, you know to be honest with you, I mean it was, uh, ah. <laughs> it was there were some rough games to watch. There were some fun ones. I was I was kind of flipping back and forth on when they would when they would cut into the games. Um, or even if I was able to like face, you know, get on Facebook or, or other things to, to kind of catch a couple games, but, um, you know, first and foremost, um, the Thursday night game with, uh, Miami and Jacksonville, I, I don't know who chose these Thursday night games, but man, they're making some piss poor team choices. Um, what a better way to follow up from the dolphins and Jaguars. Denver and the New York Jets. So, I mean, whoever chose that one, uh, good job, bud. Good job. Um, The only great thing about that is is we'll get to see Adam Gates fired uh, and everyone gets to watch. But we'll circle back to that in a second, kids. Um, All in all, you know, you started out with that game. uh, That was pretty terrible. Uh, Fun to watch, but terrible. The 49ers absolutely just put a shit on on the Giants. I think there's really no nice way to put it. Um, that's that's about the only only thing I can say. um Mullins went out there and performed, man. Twenty five for thirty six, three hundred and forty three yards with a touchdown. Uh, you know, Daniel Jones he tried one hundred seventy nine yards, seventeen for thirty two, one interception. Um, Daniel Jones, we he he got out on his feet though, and that boy made a couple key runs to, to really try to keep his team in there. But it 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 just really didn't it didn't matter at that point. <laughs> um that game was like i said it was it was a hard one to watch. of course the eagles will circle back to them because that that is my local affiliation um they're just terrible uh they tied with the Bengals. <laughs> i it, it's like if the nfc east it, uh, I, I don't know if they're all purposely not trying to win but they're doing a really good job of not trying to win i'm gonna be honest with you at this point Um, that was just a a very puzzling game to watch. Um, I, 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 you, you guys know how I feel about Carson Wentz and how dirty they did, uh, Nick Foles. And we finally got to see why Nick Foles is Nick Foles this week. And we'll, we'll, we'll jump onto that in a second. Um, of course the Patriots and Raiders, um, that, that was, that was a fun game to watch, um, you know Cam Newton's really starting to kind of come out of a shell little by little, um, but I think that we can contribute the success of the Patriots last week to to Rex Burkhead and running in two touchdowns. That man is like a little mini juggernaut when he gets moving. I don't know a lot of people that can stop him. Uh, Sony Michelle did good. You know he had nine carries for 117 yards, um, receiving. You know Burkhead also punched in a touchdown receiving too. Uh, he had seven receptions for 49 yards. So if you had him on your fantasy, I um, I think I, I even talked about him being a trap player, that he could go big or really bad. So if you took my advice, good for you. If not, well, you know, half of you don't listen to me anyway. Um, on the opposite side of the ball with uh, the Raiders, Derek Carr went 24 for 32, 261, two touchdowns. Derek Carr definitely is developing this year, and he's looking better than he has in previous years. Um, he doesn't look as pathetic rolling around in the field. Um, of course, the shootout in Buffalo between uh them and the Rams was just outright phenomenal. Uh, you know, Jared Goff played some hard ball, and then on the other side, Josh Allen played just as hard. Um, you know, we finally got to see uh Stephon Diggs score his first official touchdown as a as a bill. Uh, you know, Kevin Taylor or excuse me, Kevin Tyler dropped in two, Lee Smith dropped on one. Uh, and then, of course, Josh Allen uh, rushed one in for himself. All in all, it was a very impressive day for Buffalo and and the Rams. Uh, I, that was just going to be one of those games that you knew was going to be a hell of a hell of a showdown, no matter what. Uh, Buffalo is firing on all cylinders, and the Rams are also. They're they definitely got their groove uh, pushing through. Your favorite boy, Cooper Cup, ended up with 107 yards and a touchdown. I know it's still a touchy subject for you. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, um, surprisingly the Browns actually you know won a game I mean I mean granted they're two and one but you know they, they won their first game against you know Cincinnati so we don't know how much that really counts but um, you know Baker Mayfield came out you know no interceptions he wins games when he doesn't give the ball up um, proven fact most as most teams do he threw for 156 yards yards. Nick Chubb was a, a a Bradley assault vehicle on the ground, 108 yards, two touchdowns. Um I, I think at this point honestly, I I think this organization needs to start cutting ties with Odell Beckham. Um you know, he he flat out said he just doesn't enjoy playing anymore. Um at that point you got to make a decision. Bench him, get rid of him, trade him, do something. I I honestly think that he's going to turn into a cancer to that organization. Um, Pittsburgh and uh, Houston was a, was a great one to watch as well. Big Ben out there doing work. Um, Definitely a shootout between uh, Tennessee and Minnesota. I think my prediction of Minnesota didn't go too well. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to go ahead and retract that one. Um, Ryan Tannehill threw for 321 yards, no touchdowns, but he did cough up an interception. So you need to stay awake on that note. Um, Derrick Henry definitely uh same thing, just just full full on tank mode. Two touchdowns, hundred and nineteen yards. Um, you know, the Tennessee's defense definitely stepped in and kept the pressure on uh on Kirk Cousins the whole time. Um, you know, the Panthers and the Chargers was a great game. Uh Teddy Bridgewater is just impressing me more and more every week. He threw twenty two for twenty eight, two thirty five and a touchdown. Um, you know, on the receiving end. Uh Mike Davis definitely was balled out in place of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Robbie Anderson still getting a lot of looks. D, uh, DJ Moore, I don't know what's going on with him. He's he is not playing well this season. Um, you know, and then on the opposite, or to be on, on the rushing side, you no, know, um Mike Davis got 46. 46- Six yards on 13 carries. Um, uh, like I said, same thing. I told him if you could find him in your leagues to pick him up, I think he definitely earned his uh, earned his lunch in, in PPR leagues. Uh, and just a quick cycle through, of course, the, the Lions and Cardinals. The Lions actually won a game. Good for them. Uh, Tampa Bay is really starting to open up and fire on all cylinders. They look pretty good, as much as I hate saying that because Tom Brady is affiliated with them. They look pretty good against Denver, but I think anybody will at this point except for the Jets. Um, the, the shootout in New Orleans between uh Green Bay and uh and the Saints that that was a very interesting game to watch. I, I'm really starting to question right now, Drew Brees. I mean, granted, he did throw for three touchdowns and 288 yards, he just kept dumping the ball off to Kamara, 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 Kamara. Kamara. He's arguably got one of the best receivers in the league with Emmanuel Sanders, and he only threw—I mean, he got four receptions for 56 yards. Finally, got some points on the board in, in Game Three. I don't understand why Emmanuel Sanders isn't being used more. He could fill in, I, I think, easily for uh, for Michael Thomas. I don't know why he's not getting involved, um, but here we are. We'll just we'll just let it roll with it. Um, you know, I know you were real high in the Packers and same thing. I'm I'm retracting on them. They're 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 looking scary this season. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, twenty-one for thirty-two, two eighty-three, three touchdowns. Uh, Aaron Jones did a good job, sixty-nine yards carrying with a touchdown. Uh, shout out to Alan Lazard, you know, six receptions, 146 yards with a touchdown. That dude, he came out hard. And I, I'm very happy to see him do well. Of course, uh, Kansas City and Baltimore was an amazing Monday night game. Um, Patrick Mahomes showed us why he's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I, I don't. I, if if you did see that him and his uh, w- uh, soon to be wife did make a baby announcement, and if you looked really hard at the picture, it showed Kansas City's defense in the picture, or excuse me, uh, Baltimore's defense in the picture um he, he embarrassed them just outright embarrassed baltimore um kansas city's on a roll i honestly don't know if they can be stopped i i think we talked about i, I in the super bowl picks i had them in in seattle and and potentially kansas city repeating and i i just the way they're playing i i mean edwards helaine on the ground is a monster patrick mahomes is just gunslinging out there Travis Kelsey is doing work. Tyreek Hill is is being Tyreek Hill. Sam, and, and when Sammy Watkins is healthy, the man can play. And right now, hopefully he's over his health issues. Um we'll see what happens. And then the circle back, you know, I I know you went off on on the Falcons on on your own independent uh uh thing there. They almost cost me my fantasy week this week. I was <laughs> I was sweating bullets that were the size of one, five, five, howitz rounds uh Sunday night uh, because I, it was, I, I had, I was 25 points behind and th- thankfully I, I made them up But damn it, man. That game was, whew, boy, that was, that was hurting me. Um, but finally there was some justice in Chicago that was served. Um, Nick Foles comes in and I, I hate, I hate the fact that it's against your Falcons. I, I, it's not like I, I love the Falcons, but, I don't hate him. Like I like him. I like like you said, I like Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and the dynasty that they're creating in Atlanta. It's just that that fucking idiot and and Dan Quinn that's running them into the ground. Um but Nick Foles finally came out and you understood why you, you can pay him all that kind of money. Um he he led them back against uh against Atlanta, you know, 188 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. Um I think we could go ahead and throw Throw some flowers on the ground, like Michael Keaton in 1989 Batman, uh, to to Mitchell Trubisky's career. I think he's done. Um, I don't think he's ever gonna have a starting position in the Bears organization ever again. I think that uh, Nick Foles is gonna uh, stay at the helm. On the other side of the ball, Matt Ryan just didn't play well. Uh, he went, you know, 19 for 38, 238 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, Gurley did what he could on the ground with 80 uh, 80 yards, 14 carries. Calvin Ridley, of course, um, you know, held the torch in, uh, for receiving for 110 yards on five receptions. Couldn't find the end zone, though, and I think that was the issue. When Calvin Ridley finds the end zone, there's a common factor. They usually win games. Um, now that I picked on your team, I saved the best for last, the Jets. Um, I told you I'd circle back to him. Uh, Sam Darnold is at this point regressing due to management and leadership. Adam Gase needs to go. Um, there was a report that was released not soon after Sunday night's game um about the the honest potential of uh of the Jets, you know, getting getting knocked, yeah, or excuse me, of uh, Adam Gase, you know, being fired. So um Sunday morning uh or excuse me, Sunday afternoon, you know, they were explaining that Adam Gase's seat was in potential danger and that if he essentially, if they go on for Thursday against uh, Denver, he's going to be without a job. Um, I'm curious to see what's going to happen. If, if that really does happen, what will we'll do, do the executive management of the New York jets have the balls and I'm just going to flat out say, do they have the balls to fire Adam gaze? Um, if they end up firing him, they do have uh, Greg Williams as the defensive coordinator, who would actually take over um, the interim head coach position. If you remember, uh, Greg Williams was actually the interim head co- coach of the Browns when they fired Hugh Jackson a couple years ago. Now, suffice it to say, even on the Browns organization, he went five and three as an interim head coach. Could could this happen with the the Jets? Question mark. We'll find out. Watch next episode of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I truly think that that Adam Gase is putting Sam Darnold's career in serious danger. That is going to be a, a, a point of no return. Um, the Jets need to figure out who they are as an offense. They uh, Health has been an issue. Now, granted, I understand that there wasn't a lot of practice and uh, pre-games. You know, and 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 all that fun stuff. Injuries on both sides of the ball is is absolutely outrageous right now. I mean, almost every single one of our main receivers is out with injury. Uh, our hundred million dollar running back is out on injury, and we're li- relying on a Frank Gore who has to be in his like late sixties by now. <laughs>
0: like, I almost feel like this.
1: I-, I feel like this dude was playing football when we were in high school, like on the professional scene. Like I, I honestly, like I don't know why I feel like that. We've been out of high school for well over fifteen, oh yeah, fifteen years, and th- this is just getting scary at this point, man. Um, you know the Colts just outright just slap the shit out of the Jets, and I don't know what else they can do at this point besides, in the words of Eze, throw them in the gutter and go buy another. I, I, I think that's what we need to do on our coaching staff. Our, our general management, throw them all in the gutter, go buy another. Hashtag easy E. Rest in peace, big dog. Um, that, that's what I got for my week three recap. A lot of disappointment in, in our fan base, in our home teams, uh, some excitement and shootouts, uh, circling bed. The other one I did want, want to touch on very quick was the Dallas and Seattle game. Holy shit, that was a great game to watch. Um, I don't like Dak Prescott, but the man went out there and performed, but we always talk about this when he loses. What is the one thing he always does?
0: Oh, you gotta tell me. He throws the ball too much.
1: Yep. He that if fifty and under is his magic number. If he could stay under fifty pass attempts, the man wins games. Anything over fifty, it's almost a guaranteed just straight L. Um, here we are. He got that straight L. Uh, Thirty-one to thirty-eight. But but. Not so much that, but damn it, Russell Wilson, man, three hundred and fifteen yards, five touchdowns, I, I, three to Tyler uh, Lockett, one to DJ uh, DK Metcalf. Uh, you know, I, I just I, I don't understand how he's just so damn good. You know, and 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 I forgot Jacob Hollister, sorry, dude. Um, and and DJ Metcalf, I think he was the one that dropped the ball and he got the knocked out of his hand because he was showboating, right? Yeah.
0: Okay, absolutely. so he should have
1: had two, but damn it, man. Um, all in all, Russell Wilson, he is on a, he is on a ferocious campaign of if you want to forget me, I will make you remember me. He is like that dude that like was a little, it, like Mike Jones, like he was a little chubby and and he just goes through this transformation. Now all, all of a sudden people start paying attention to him. He's like on that revenge breakup anger. I, I don't even have any other analogies I can do. He just gets dissed so much in the NFL and people just overlook uh Russell Wilson so much and we harp on this week after week after week. I hope people finally start paying attention. Russell Wilson is a real deal. I look forward to seeing the campaign in his season. I see him winning the NFC, even if he's got to throw it on his back and, and carry it across the line himself. But that's what I got for week three, man. I, I know you want Wanted to jump in on a few things. Yeah, yeah, you know what,
0: Chris? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll pick up where you left off with the uh, Cowboys and the Saints. I mean, that Cowboys and the Saints—that's the future game. The Cowboys and the Seahawks game. Chris, Russell Wilson is playing like he's playing like. Uh, how can I describe this? He's playing like that girl in high school that that nobody wanted to bother with. Until you know, she shows up at the you know the ten year reunion, and you can't you're like oh wait that's who she is, wait wait who was that oh yeah that's Julie, and like that's Julie and like and all of a sudden, it took this these first three games Chris, to actually see how great Russell Wilson is Chris. Here's the thing Chris, here's the thing I I I think I've said this before you joined the podcast. I've said it on other episodes, and I've said it when, you know, when you were here, Chris, I've always said that Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in football. And people think, oh, what about Mahomes? Now, Chris, did I, did I, did I dispatch Mahomes? No, I didn't. When you look at the landscape of Russell Wilson's career, Chris, it was always, the credit was always given to the Legion of Boom. It was always given to Pete Carroll. It was never given to to Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson is that Julian High School, who we kept looking like, oh well, you know, we're not gonna bother with her because they were they they wanted to be with the, the cheerleaders, and then when the cheerleaders kind of fell out of favor, oh, and then Julie shows up and like you know you know ta da, that's what happened here, like like. When people say, oh, I didn't know he was this good. Were you watching football the last eight years? Like, wh- what were you doing in eight years? Were you, you know, were you watching Netflix? Like, what were you doing? And and here's the thing, Chris. You mentioned his stats, Chris. This is a stat. You know how I love my numbers. Chris, all right. I, You know, I, we'll do our plus and sure. minus game. Seriously. Sure. This is your – I'm going to get you – I always like to test you with, you know, with numbers. From – 50, no, okay, no, from, I'll give you the range of from 50 to 150. And how many touchdown passes in the fourth quarter or overtime since 2012 has Russell Wilson thrown? What's my over under? I'll give you an over under of, you know, I'm a generous guy, five. Oh,
1: jeez, okay. All right, all right, read me that question one more time so I can, I can really break it down as you're, as you're speaking.
0: Sure. Now, in the fourth quarter in, or overtime since 2012, how many touchdown passes has Russell Wilson accumulated?
1: All right, so fourth quarter in OT since so 2012. I, I would say and I got an over-under of five. Yeah. I I would say I would say thirty.
0: Since two thousand twelve. Okay. Well he's uh, since twenty twelve, Chris, Russell Wilson has had seventy-nine touchdown passes in the fourth quarter or overtime since two thousand twelve. That's the most in that era. That's the most in that span. Russell Wilson steps up when the moment arises. That's why I love Russell Wilson. And and I get knocked on by Cowboy fans because they say, oh, well, the defense is bad. Well, guess what? I'm a Falcons fan. I don't want to hear that. And I'll get to them chumps in a minute. But, But here's the reality, Chris. If someone told you, Chris, that Dak Prescott had 57 passing attempts, do you know how many times Zeke, you know how many carries Zeke had in the game, Chris? Uh...
1: Uh, uh, 14 carries, 34 yards.
0: 14 carries, Chris. 14. Dak had 57. You see the problem with that. You, I'm like, does everybody see the problem with that?
1: It, it, it speaks on itself, man.
0: Like, it's like everybody sees. It's like when you, it's like intervention. Like when you walk in and you have to, what's the first thing they tell you to do? Acknowledge the problem. Chris, this is a problem. This is a problem, and like I say, I hate to pull out these handy stats, but you know when Dak Prescott throws the ball thirty-five or more times, Chris, this team is ten and fifteen. When he throws under that, Chris, they're thirty-two and twelve. Here's the thing: I'm going to double down and talk about Zeke. Zeke, the Dallas Cowboys are twenty-seven and ten. When he runs the ball twenty or more times, and this team is twelve and fifteen, when he when he rushes, you know he has twenty or less carries. Like Chris, you know Mike McCarthy is a Super Bowl winning coach, Super Bowl winning coach. At some point, you're making the same mistake that the other guy did, old hand clapper himself did, and you're giving the ratio of pass attempts to 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 carries. In this case, Chris, it's almost four to one. It's like, you know, and oh, what was the shootout? Was it a shootout, Chris, in the first half? Like, where was his carry? Four to like, was, it a shootout? was it a shootout when they got on the field zero, zero? Where were the carries? Like, I get Russell Wilson throwing the ball 40 times. I get that because you know why, Chris? He wins the game he wins the numbers back he wins but what dak and what cowboy fans have to understand chris is is that it's dark and i'm not i'm not defending Jason. i'm not defending hand clapper i'm not defending i, I'm say,
1: not. I, I feel like you're almost uh, i feel like you're almost defending him I was, I was getting worried for a second no 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 listen i i haven't i, I, haven't, <laughs> lost, I haven't lost it yet chris i still haven't
0: lost it yet i'll let you know when that happens but here's the thing, Chris. I'm gonna defend Jason Garrett on one point. It's, it's that what well, everybody thought it was his fault. The one the, the mistake that Jason Garrett made is the same thing Mike McCarthy's made, and it cost Jason Garrett his job. Jason Garrett was given almost to what 10 years, and he got and he got and he got Dak, and now and all of a sudden we saw what happened there. Chris, there's a real possibility. And, you know, I'm not big on conjecture or rumors or anything of that nature, Chris, but here's the reality. If the Dallas Cowboys, they're one and two, Chris. If this team does not make the playoffs, Chris, I think Mike McCarthy might get canned after year one.
1: Really? Because of
0: I mean, I'll,
1: I'll take him in New York. I'll, I, I'd happily uh, uh, inherit him with a smile on my face, man.
0: Because the reason why I say that, Chris, is because of expectations. Because this is the reality. With Dallas Cowboys, this is what Jerry Jones, this is the decision he has to make. Either you retain Mike McCarthy or you sign Dak Prescott long-term. And I say, if this keeps going the way it's going, it's looking pretty, pretty bad. for Neither one of them may not be there next season. Or, or Jerry may be like, listen, Mike's a great coach. And Dak has to go. But the reality, Chris, is you can't win with the Foreman when you have Zeke, arguably a top five running back in this league, having 14 carries. He is a war course. But Chris, you don't leave the Ferrari in the garage and drive your, your Toyota. You know, you got the Ferrari back there. Use it. Use it. Like, hey, get some mileage on it. Like, what are you saving it for? Like what do you say before the playoff that may not exist? So, you know that's my rant on that. And like I said, with the Chiefs and the Ravens, you know Mahomes was Mahomes. Here's the thing, Chris: in the month of September in Patrick Mahomes' career, he's ten and 0 with thirty-two touchdown passes. He's ten and O. But this is what I say about the Chiefs' defense as well. The Chiefs defense, and Chris, I don't think we talk about the Chiefs defense on this show that often. I don't think we do. Maybe like in the preview show I did, but, you know, but we never really talk about them. The Chiefs defense, they've held starting quarterbacks to a passer rating of under 100 in nine straight games. That's the most under any Andy Reid in any era, you know, whether there's a failure here. You know, and Lamar Jackson had a passer rating of 73.1, not his best game. And Chris, you know, you know how in life, Chris, there's always you have like a that one thing in life where it takes a hard time to get over. Like there's there's like an obstacle that's always in your way.
1: What's that? Uh... Okay.
0: And and I say, and I think the thing is, Chris, the one obstacle that's in people's way here, and for Lamar Jackson, it's simply this, Chris. I think what's getting in the way of Lamar Jackson is the Kansas City Chiefs. Because here's the thing, Chris. Here's the thing. Lamar Jackson is 0-3. 0-3 versus Kansas City in his career. He's
1: 0-3. I mean, that, 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 that speaks volumes for itself. And and the
0: reality is, Chris, and this is the thing. And when you tell people that, hey, he's he's listen, he's 0-3, Chris. Here's the thing. His record versus everybody else, Chris, is 21 and 1 versus everybody else. Everybody else, Chris, he's 21 and and 1.
1: sounds he, like he, a he, case of he, kryptonite, man.
0: Yeah. It's like you know Clark Kent had you know kryptonite and you know Charlie Sheen was you know you know stuff. But you know the point is you you can figure out the noise that I made America. It's up to you. But everybody has that you know that you know that kryptonite and I think that's Lamar Jackson. Like Lamar Jackson's not a terrible.
1: Yeah, he's he's a he's a good. Uh... He's a good player, uh, you know, and a good leader. But it's just there's something with that that he's he's having some serious issues with, and I don't know, I, I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know if it's the uh, if it's the hype of, of you know. I mean, essentially, the I think the modern rivalry now is the the Lamar Jackson versus Patrick Mahomes, you know, you've always had some great ones. You know, back in the day, you have like Troy Aikman and Brett Favre or, you know, uh, uh, Steve Young and John Elway or, you know, um, Tom Brady versus literally any, you know, anybody else. You know, I I, I think the young blood with with Lamar and uh, and Patrick Mahomes is is. This is this is really it. I'm excited to see what happens. I'll tell you what, I know on, on the fantasy side of things, both these boys and their players are worth their weight in gold.
0: Yeah. And and you're right, Chris, that they are. And just, just to to fast track, you know, you told, you you brought up the good points about the Rams Bills game. That was a very good game. The Bills defense, that was I think the first game in a long time, Chris where I saw a team kind of, I don't want to say manhandle the Bills' defense, but the Rams, that offense, Chris, like you and I talk about, like the Rams' offense has never been the problem. It's like the defense has always been the problem. Like Jared Goff's maturation and improvement, and we saw that. Also, Chris, like the Packers and Saints game, you know, Chris, I, I may say this every week, and it may aggravate you, and I apologize in advance. But I kept trying to tell people. What did I always say about the Green Bay Packers?
1: Like, no, like I said, man. a pre- Previous statement retracted. I, I, <laughs> I sound like an Ozzy Osbourne. Not, I, I, I. You know, I just, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I I, 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 I'm sorry, Green Bay. I, I, I formally apologize to the city of, of Green Bay because I mean, I. I was a little rough around the edges with him, you know, in the in the beginning, and I, I think honestly, I don't want to say I had a right to, but I think I had some validity to it. But man, uh, Aaron Rodgers—he's another one. He's just—he's taking no prisoners this go around. He's another one fantasy wise, man. Golly, I, I, I definitely wouldn't mind having uh, some of him and his, his boys uh, 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 on scene on on the fantasy squad, man.
0: Yeah. And like, like you mentioned, Chris, the reason why I, I people kept saying, oh, Aaron Rodgers has a problem with you know, Jordan Love, Chris. And, and I said it then, and, I, and I'll repeat it now. Aaron Rodgers is like that. Listen, he, to me, he's more on the revenge tour because people are saying he had a problem with it. And even if he did, Chris, he understands the reality, Chris, that Aaron Rodgers may, may have reality three years left. And... And you can't expect that you, you know, the organization just to wait because there may not be a good quarterback in three years for them to draft at that position. So when you look at guys like Alan Lazard and Scantling, like we're writing we're, we're these guys off. Like he's never like Mercedes Lewis, Chris. is the first first rounder he's thrown a touchdown pass to in his career. Like that was drafted in the first round. Yeah. And I tell people, Aaron Rodgers, ma- Aaron Rodgers is the poor man's Peyton. He makes stars. He makes <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like. Did, did anyone know who you know Brandon Stokely was before he was in Indianapolis? No, they did. Like, you know, I, 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 the point is simply this, Chris, is that this fuel this fueled him to be great, and he's going to be great. This fuel Aaron Rodgers. Listen, all I got to say about Aaron Rodgers is. Listen, he has a hundred or more. He has a, he has a pass of 103 hundred straight games. This organization, Chris, they made the playoffs eleven times before when they started three and zero. And this organization – like look, Matt Lafleur has only lost three games in his career. Like yeah, it, oh, it's, there's like I tell people R E L A S. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean it it it's it really speaks volumes. There's you just, I mean, like I said, I, I fully, uh, fully pulled back my, uh, my statements, to be honest with you.
0: And, and, and the thing is, Chris, you, you weren't the only one. Like, you, you didn't, like, write him off. You, you, you gave him credit. I'm talking about guys, Chris, who literally said, oh, this is the end of Aaron Rodgers. Like, I said, well, what? this is Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, a oh, pure talent outside of maybe Russell Wilson? He's been one of the better quarterbacks the last five years. So I tell people, look, Aaron Rodgers is talented. You know, he's him and, you know, you can also argue, him and, you know, Russell Wilson, they're like the MacGyvers. Like, you look at the roster of talent they had over the years, and you'd have to be like the guy who has to flip through the back of the book to know who these guys are. But they win, and that's what it matters. Like, you don't need top-tier guys to win but speaking of top tier guys chris and before we go to fantasy i just want to say like a mini rant about the idea that i pulled out a video on on our youtube channel on the on the podcast youtube channel because chris i i got tired i got tired of an organization that kept making excuses and just like your guy just like you know the johnson family for the jets I want to see if Arthur Blaine's going to have the balls to fire Dan Quinn, because it seems like he gave he gave Dan Quinn a free pass he didn't deserve last year. I said it on this show last, if, if you recall, I said fire him last year, because listen, the decline happened, Chris. Every, you can always pinpoint the fall of a, a civilization, Chris. Or you know the you know you know I pinpointed all the Falcons after that Super Bowl loss, Chris. We were at the same team. Dan Quinn, this team has been under 500 since then. The defense hasn't gotten any better. Matt Ryan is fine. Julio's fine. This team is like I don't want to go on the rant again. But my point is simply this: if you're Arthur Blank, listen. Like Chris, do you know who we play the next three games, Chris?
1: Not off the top of my head. Now I don't.
0: We got we got to play the fal. the Falcons. We got to play the. We got to go at Green Bay Monday night. We got the Panthers after that, and we got the Vikings in Minnesota.
1: At least she will win one game.
0: Like here's the thing, Chris. If we can't, if we can't beat or compete, this is important. If we can't compete, I'll retract the win. If we can't compete, Chris, in into the next two games. I will personally go to Georgia myself and pack Dan Quinn's box myself, <laughs> because he has no business. Because what's the excuse? Just like your guy Woody Johnson, you know, up uh, the Jets. It's like Chris. It's just something about. It's not like they feel like obligation to these. Like no, they're terrible. It's like it's like. How can I put this? We're talking a lot about relationships it's like the ex or someone that's trying to hold on to a relationship that's been over for two years. Like, it's been over. Nobody told you. Like, everybody knew it was over, but nobody bothered giving them the note to say it was over. This is over, Chris. Like, Dan, like, I'm over it. You know, you know, like I say, and while you're at it, fire the GM, too. He drafted these players they're not doing
1: anything clean house
0: huh yeah i mean you know if i had to go down there
1: yeah go ahead i was just saying i mean yeah you got leadership starts from the top and uh if it can't effectively work at the top it's definitely not going to effectively work on the uh on the bottom side right and and i think i think we
0: both said this and i i'm a big believer in the business everything to me is a top-down process chris It's just like, you know, real quick, when you talked about Carson Wentz, I would defend Carson Wentz on the field, Chris, but like off the field, he's got to start acting like the quarterback of this organization of the, of the Eagles, because like, I don't agree with Colin Cowherd all the time, Chris, but when you're wearing your hat backwards and there's a, and you're a billion dollar franchise and your sponsor, your, your team and the sponsors right behind the logo, Chris, that matters. And you know that sponsor didn't he's not paying peanuts to have their name to have their logo behind behind that podium. yeah you're, you're you're essentially the CEO of that franchise. And I'm like, at the end of the day, our CEO, Chris, Matt Ryan on the field? It's not his fault. You fire you, who's the next person you fire? It's not the CEO's fault. I said, you fire the guy, you you fire. And in case Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn's the janitor for all I care, fire him. To me, he's expendable. Fire. But, speaking of things on fire, I actually had a good week in fantasy. I actually had a good week. You did? I saw that. I'm not going to brag or boast about it, because that's not who I am. (laughs) But, you know, at least, you know, at least, you know, from time to time. But. I do. I'm very curious. You know, I'm always curious to hear every week, but I'm very curious to hear your fantasy, especially, especially on who people to add because there's still a lot of, you know, viable options out there in free agency. So, so Chris, give us your thoughts on your starting system
1: for week one so, in oh, All right. So this week, starting and sitting is now getting more complex. Uh, COVID has officially sh- showed its ugly face into the NFL, um, on the Tennessee side of, of the ball. So they've officially postponed the Tennessee Pittsburgh game as of right now. When, when, when we're recording this, um, they haven't said an official situation of the Houston Minnesota game. I would imagine it's probably going to follow the same protocol, due to the, ex- the exposure and blah, 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 and all the things that the NFL implemented for safety precautions. So hopefully you have uh, a gracious leader as I, who gave you almost an infinite amount of IR seats on your bench um, to, to plug players in during the, the COVID crisis. Um, things have definitely get hot. Like I said, Ladarius had a hell of a week uh, as of right now. I am like the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm still undefeated, and I am the only undefeated <laughs> team in our uh, in our league. So I just wanted to make sure that people know that. However, I can think we, I might fall off my undefeated. Can we cut? Do what?
0: what? No. I'm just saying. could we cut his mic next time he says that? Can we just? <laughs> <hit a button? laughs> Go ahead, buddy. Go ahead.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly think I'm going to lose this week. I, I'm I'm running into some difficulty. I've got a, a lot of players that are injured. Um, I'm hoping the guy I'm playing against in my league, he's got a, a couple of very questionable people. I am praying to the football gods that they stay out this week. Um, we'll see if my prayers are answered. Um, but circling back, your stardom symptoms for this week. Uh, going into week four, got some very interesting matchups. So, of course, start at quarterbacks, work our way down. Your strong starters, naturally Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Dak Prescott, all playing very favorable matchups. Um, if, keyword if, like I said, at the point of us doing the segment and episode, we have not heard official news yet. Um, if the Texans and Vikings do decide to play, or if they're allowed to, um, start Deshaun Watson. Uh, the Vikings defense is it, it's like an empty crab shell. Like If you pick up one of those like horseshoe crabs, and you flip it upside down and the little dude's already ran off to get into his next shell that is the vikings defense right now they're in some serious serious problems that i think deshaun watson can capitalize on kind of rebuild that confidence from getting the shit kicked out of him in the past few weeks um another very strong start is drew Brees going to detroit it's detroit really not much to say about it um the question mark will be if michael thomas will actually play um he's they're saying he might but they're also saying he might not so we'll we'll proceed with caution um, another very strong start is going to be Joe Burrow going to Jacksonville. He pounded in a not so pleasant way. I would almost say in a American history X prison rape scene. He pounded the Eagles pass rush defense and just you know played the game with them and kept going. Um, I expect him to hang in there with Jacksonville and be able to produce some serious potential. Um, Jared Goff uh, going to the Giants um i think that the rams are going to continue to do great things and unfortunately um well you know it's the giants right now so i i, I think jared goff is going to do his thing however i do have your boy as a very strong start with uh maddie ice going to play uh green bay green bay has given up a lot of yards on the uh on the other side of the ball i i wouldn't uh give him all of the glory because you know julio jones is, is having this hamstring issue so it's questionable if he's going to play russell Gage uh with a concussion he's in protocol so again uh we don't know what's going to go on with that but he still does have calvin ridley and that man is a monster um going to the dfs bargain leagues uh fan duel and DraftKings, kings uh both matthew stafford and Kirk cousins you can buy on a very low table um Matthew Stafford's got uh, Kenny Galladay back at full speed with Marvin Jones and TJ Um, I think with Kenny Galladay back, it's going to open up Jones and Hokanson instead of defenses solely focusing on them. Uh, with Kirk Cousins, I think just a lot of fast fires to Adam Thielen, or, or he's going to try to, to punish in a very rapid succession Houston's defense. You can buy them, like I said, uh, uh, pretty cheap. Some deep streamers, uh, Baker Mayfield going to Dallas. Um, I think that there is a lot of potential there. This is a gamble. This is something that I don't know if I would do, but I'm also pretty smart on drafting a good quarterback early. Um, so if you're in a quarterback jam, maybe one got injured, one's not playing well, um, look for Baker Mayfield. He could actually do some damage against Dallas' defense. They've been shredded back and forth. Um, some weaker starts that you want to put put on the bench, uh, Cam Newton going the can- against Kansas City. I think we already spoke on Kansas City and their defensive tenacity. Uh, if you got Tom Brady going to the Chargers, um, their pass defense is is just dangerous. Uh, Chris Godwin is more than likely going to be out with a hamstring injury, so that's going to put a, a, a punishment on Tom Brady. So I wouldn't necessarily uh, plug him in. Gardner Minshew, um, it was he was just disappointing against the Dolphins. I don't expect the, the Bengals to be um, a much better decision for him. Uh, Carson Wentz going to San Francisco. Um, well, you already guys already know how I feel about Carson Wentz. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, and Teddy Bridgewater going with the Panthers going to Arizona. Even though I'm really high on the Panthers and I'm high on Teddy Bridgewater, um, this one I had as a borderline trap stream or on the low side do not stop start um I, I put him in three different columns and i didn't know exactly where to, to plug them into um so i guess we'll just leave it at that it, it could go really really good for teddy or it can go really really bad really quick without christian mccaffrey i think there, there is an issue at hand that is more than noticeable. Uh, sliding down to, to running backs, your regular starts, of course, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Clyde edwards uh Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, Todd Gurley. If you guys don't know these by now, you just don't listen to anything. Um, you are made of concrete and you are a wall. And that, I'm not meaning that in a complimentary way. Uh, some of your stronger starts, I think, for running back lineups, uh, um, James Robinson from the Jags going to Cincinnati. Um the Bengals' run defense is just all over the place. They have a hard time blocking the run. I think they're definitely more of a pass defense, so expect them to have a, a, a very nice time. Uh, Devin Singletary from the Bills going to Las Vegas. Um, Zach Moss is going to be a game-time decision because of that toe injury, so I fully expect Devin Singletary to really get up front and nasty uh, uh, with a, a, a reeling be- uh, Vegas Raiders front who doesn't have the best uh, run defense. Melvin Gordon with the Broncos going against the Jets. He's been kind of quiet, but, well, it's the Jets, so we'll, we'll just leave it at that. Um, David Johnson, again, if Houston and Minnesota play, I can't stress that enough, so don't whine and cry on social media if I said to start them and then they don't play. Um, I can lead you to water, but I can't make you drink. However, I can drown you if you give me the opportunity, but don't make me drown you. Um if David Johnson's again, he'll run all over uh, Minnesota's defense if they play that game. Uh, Mark Ingram and the Ravens are going down to Washington again. I think we can just leave it at that and don't have to go through. Um, Mark Davis, uh, again, I, I I brought him up on more than one occasion. He's pushing the ball in key situations, just like Christian McCaffrey does. Uh, if you're in a PPR league, you'll thank me. I'll just leave it at that. Um, Some DFS bargain leagues for DraftKings and FanDuel. Carlos Hyde from the Seahawks. Um, I think when Chris Carson could miss this game with his knee, I think he had a sprain, uh, if if I remember reading the injury line correctly. Uh, So Carlos Hyde you could probably get on a low side buy. Daryl Henderson from the Rams, it's the same situation. Going to the the New York Giants, well, you know, it, it is what it is as far as the Giants. Cam Akers' ribs are still banged up. So I think Henderson's going to have a hell of a time. Um, some of your weaker starters that you're going to want to put on your bench this week. Uh, Fournette and Ronald Jones going against the Chargers again. Um, number one, I, I'm honestly confused with Tampa Bay's uh, backfield with Fournette and Jones. It's been interesting to watch. Um, but the Chargers have a tougher than expected run defense. So I don't think they're going to do very well. Uh, Antonio Gibson from Washington going uh, versus Baltimore. He's been good. Now he's playing Baltimore, so uh, let's let's watch out. Um, AP with the Lions uh, playing uh, the Saints. Uh, the Saints run defense is still tough at the end of the day, and they are bothersome. They get in the backfield and they harass people. So I don't think AP is is going to do that well. And literally any Patriots running back against Kansas City, any Jets running back against. Denver, any Giants running back against San Francisco, any Dolphins running back versus Seattle, I call this the triple O oh shit. I'm just going to leave <laughs> it at that. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just, there are some very, very bad matchups in these games that I think are going to be uh, situational at best. But um, For wideouts, we're going to switch over gears. Uh, If Michael Thomas returns and he does play, bang. Julio Jones, again, game-time decision. Please watch your rosters. I had people message me on Facebook like, hey, I was listening to the show, but uh, I put this guy in, but he's injured. Okay, game-time decisions. Pay attention, children. I'm not here to hold your hand or wipe your ass. Uh, Calvin Ridley, of course. Uh, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, um... D-Hop, Allen Robinson, Kenny Gall. Again, I name a couple. You should know these people by now if you don't stop playing fantasy football or come to my league so I can get a couple easy wins because I have a really miserable schedule ahead of me. Um, Strong starts. uh, Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb going against Cleveland. The Browns secondary is is a little banged up, um, and I think Dak is going to show that. Um, especially with Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb. Um, I, I think what you talked about on CeeDee Lamb when we did our episode on the draft, I think both you and I had a consensus that he has a lot of, of untapped and potential talent that's been slowly coming out of Pandora's box throughout the season thus far. Uh, Marquise Brown from the uh, the Ravens at Washington. Again, I think that, that speaks for itself. Uh, Tyler Boyd against Jacksonville speaks for itself. Uh, Robbie Anderson, I've already preached... More sermons than than I probably should. At this point, I probably look like Joel Osteen um, up here preaching about Robbie Anderson. Um, I think he's going to do great things against Arizona. Um, Alan Lazard from Green Bay. uh, Even though the Falcons, I think, have a potential in this game, I don't know if they don't understand what a secondary is in Atlanta, but it's this thing that covers the people that run upfield really fast. So if they could figure that out, I think they'll be in a better position in life. Ladarius, you know I love you, man. But I think Alan Lazard is gonna torture you guys this week. Look, listen, uh, and bro. then You go gotta ahead. tell me. I already know. No no no, no. Go, go ahead. What were we gonna say?
0: No, I was simply gonna say is that listen, you don't have to tell me. Listen, we just we just put Denard we just put Denard on IR. And that, to me, was the coffin for our secondary. When I thought the season could get any worse, it did. So, listen, I think, you know, listen, Chris, I, listen, I, I truly do believe, hey, you and I could get 100 yards against against that Falcon secondary Monday
1: night. Let's try it. I'm down. Let's give it a shot. You, you could be like that tall, big-bodied receiver. I'll just be like the little Julian Edelman that looks like a crackhead running down the field who's there and he shouldn't be.
0: Yeah, just hide behind me. you would be great. Exactly. <laughs>
1: um, some other ones uh, that I think are going to be very strong starts. Emmanuel Sanders going to Detroit. I think uh, regardless of Michael Thomas' uh, situation with his injury, I think that he might start being used. I think that, that Drew Brees saw that he could actually you know, catch a ball. Which I don't know why it would come to a surprise since the man won a Super Bowl. But I guess sometimes those things go forgotten about. But I expect uh, E-Man to have a, 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 a good game next week against Detroit. McCole um, Hardman. This, so this is a, a Chief that really doesn't get talked about. Because you have uh, edwards Helene and Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey and Sammy Watkins. Now see, those are all people where you know their names. And if you're an NFL fan, they're all household names. Uh, McCall Hardman isn't, but what defenses do is they always cover the good guys, but it's that little creepazoid that gets the ball and tortures you that you need to watch out for. That's Hardman this week. Um DFS bargains for DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, Will Fuller, again, if they play. Keyword, if. Same thing on the other side of the ball with Justin Jefferson. I had a really hard time going back and forth with, with these two, so I figured I'd just put them both since they both had – They've had their explosive times, and then Marvin Jones Jr. Marvin Jones has been quiet, but with Galladay's return, I think that he's going to get less attention from the secondary because they're going to be so focused on Galladay. It'll be just like last season where where Marvin Jones can get that not-so-good corner covering him, and he can go do his thing. Uh, Some of your deep sleepers are uh, Brandon Ayuk from the 49ers, Preston Williams from the Dolphins, and Hunter. uh, Renfro from the Raiders. I think those could be sleepers slash traps, so um, advance at your own risk. Uh, Some of your weaker starts, I think you're going to be T.Y. Hilton going to Chicago. I think now with uh, uh, Chicago starting uh, Nick Foles, we're going to see a different Chicago, even on the defensive side of the ball. I think they're going to play with a little bit more passion because they're going to have a quarterback at the helm that's not as intelligent as a football um, who actually knows how to play the game. Um, So that, and then also T.Y. Hilton, I don't see a lot of chemistry between him and Phillip Rivers that he had with Andrew Luck. Um, Darius Slayton from the Giants. Again, I already touched this. I'm going to go ahead and say this. If you have any player from the Giants, the Dolphins, or the Jets on your team, do yourself, do yourself a favor and just don't play. I just, I, I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't, I don't know how much more I can stress this. Um, literally any Eagles players that you have right now, don't start them against San Francisco. Trust me. You'll thank me later. Um, going down, last but not least, in the tight ends, of course your regulars, uh, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Zach Ertz, Darren Waller, Tyler Higbee, uh, Mike Gasinki. He's about the only Dolphins guy I honestly trust. But even then, he's still still a a little scary for me. Uh, And then, of course, uh, George Kittle, if he decides to return, I think he will, and I think if he does, he's going to have a huge game against the Eagles because they suck at guarding tight ends. Uh, Some of your stronger starts, Noah Fant going to the Jets. Again, I'll just leave it at that. Hunter Hurst going to, uh, from the Falcons, going to Green Bay. Um, He's going to be very busy uh, with... Only Calvin Ridley really getting the ball. I look for a lot of dump downs to him. Um, Austin Hooper, same thing. Look for a lot of dump downs. I think Dallas the defense is going to get very aggressive this week. And I think that naturally OBJ is just, you know, not having fun anymore. I'm using my air quotes. Um, so we got that. Another very strong start is uh, Jimmy Graham going to uh, – or, excuse me, playing against Indianapolis. Um him and Nick Foles, I think, are gonna develop a very good relationship. Uh, uh, they're both longtime players that are smart, and I definitely think that we're gonna have a uh a, a great chemistry build with them. On your DFS bargains for DraftKings and FanDuel, um TJ hokinson he's always a typically strong start, but on this one I don't I don't like it so much. But I I still think that if you're in a situation you need a tight end and you're playing in those types of leagues, you can buy him completely, completely lower than normal price. Take advantage of it. Some of your weaker starts, uh, Jared Cook going against uh, uh, Detroit. Um, I, it seems like Jared Cook, as of late, he's boom or bust. He's a very touchdown-dependent tight end. Um, if Michael Thomas gets back, I think he's going to be the focal point of the offense, and, of course, Kamara and Emmanuel Sanders, all of which do not involve Jared cook. Uh Logan Thomas from Washington while he's playing Baltimore, enough said. Uh Gronkowski and O.J. Howard uh playing uh the Chargers, I would steer clear. Chargers are really good at, at, at blocking and, and plugging tight ends. Um again, anybody from the Jets just steer clear. Chris endron please just don't put him in. Uh and I don't see Greg Olsen performing uh too well against Miami. In Miami, I think the weather's going to play a factor. He's definitely not the youngest spring chicken in the, in the coop. Um, and he's just been really inconsistent lately. And I think that, that Russell Wilson is on the mission that he's going to show that he can still throw artillery shells all the way down range with extreme prejudice. Um, and that's what I got for defense and kickers. You know, each league is different. So start with, with your gut, um, stay away from the shit teams. If you notice that I've been picking on all week and all, all, all today, um, you guys, as know the drill. Good luck out there. Um, pay attention to the COVID related um, situations with the four teams. Uh, pay attention to game time reports and good luck. But to everybody that I'm playing against, and that's what I got for my fantasy yeah, section.
0: <laughs> you know, you know. I, I was listening, Chris, and and I, and I, I guess I'll ask you. I'll, I'll ask you a question because I was facing a conflict that you were talking about in the uh, in the Seattle Miami game because I have DeVonte Parker on my team and I and I've started him consistently and consistently and I've always started him and, and I feel I feel this week I feel if you've seen Seattle's defense especially their pass defense go look at the, go look at the, go look at that Dallas game you know and I feel confident like I can't necessarily bench DeVonte Parker And because I feel to me, because I think he's a strong, I think he's a super strong start. You know, even though Seattle may end up winning that football game, but I think Fitzmagic, you know, Devontae Parker was going to be open a lot because that that Seahawks secondary they allowed a lot of touchdowns and most importantly they
1: they have, but I'm still just I'm not I'm not one hundred percent sold on uh on, on on the on the dolphins to be honest with you. Fitz we all know he'll go through these spurts well he'll play like three or four games really, really good and just completely shit the bet afterwards. Um I think with the over exuberance of Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, um I think that they're gonna play they're gonna be playing from behind in a very quick fashion. And, and I'm meaning this by Miami and Fitzpatrick is going to go out there and really try to chuck the ball. And we all know what happens when you try to overexert yourself. Um, it usually never works out in your favor, which by interceptions overthrows underthrows. Um, I mean, if, if you're in a situation where you, you need a flex player, I could plug him in as a flex, but I, I, I I I would personally seek other options if 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 I if I had him. That's just me.
0: Yeah, you know, and I was listening, and I, I didn't disagree with anything that you said. I think it's very true. You know, m- my biggest thing is is like, listen, it's conflicting. Listen, I have Russ, I have Russ starting, obviously. So I so I'm good there. But to me, it, it it's interesting because. You know, like I say, I love Devontae Parker, but when I look at my receiver options, like, I'll just, you know, if we have time left in the show, which, you know, we, you know, I guess I'm the producer. I guess we're the producer, so I guess we do have time. So what am I saying? You know, like, for example, you know, I have Devontae Parker. I got got Robbie Anderson starting against Arizona. I have Golden Tate, Curtis Samuel, and I picked up Hunter Renfro the other day from the... uh, free agency, I picked him up. So, in my mind, and I get, like, I get sometimes, like, the matchup, you know, matchups are the, you know, the key here, but I, I just feel, like, going back to what you said, in that shootout, I feel that Magic, you know, I think guys like Devontae Parker and Gasecki will benefit because, well, listen, he's going to have no other choice but to throw the ball. That's why you look at the Dolphins running back situation, You know, it's like you can give up on guys like Jordan Howard because this team is always behind. And as you know, Chris, when you're behind, you're just going to, you say, overexert and you're going to have to, you know, matriculate the ball down the field.
1: Yeah. So,
0: so that's the conflict I have. And like I say, you know, even I have Jerry Judy, ironically. So I have, it's not like I don't, I'm not bragging about, but it's like you, you have options. It's where it's really conflicted because the only really, the only person I'm confident. And starting, in all honesty, is Robbie Anderson. Like, if I had to say, what am I confident on? Because Robbie Anderson is kind of he's he's consistent. I'll put it that way. He's super consistent, and he you know ever since he's with the you know with your Jets, just super consistent, fantasy wise. So I trust him in that perspective to be a good option for for Bridgewater. But but I go back to the point before we before we do wrap up is that. One of the things, you know, Chris talked about is be super cautious because I, you know, about what's going with the COVID situation involving, you know, there's four teams involved, you know, a lot of fantasy, a lot of fantasy implications, as you mentioned. It's very important to understand that that could really make or break if you don't follow. Because, and, and my curious question would be, Chris, would it, and since you're the owner of the league, I guess I can ask you, like it's, I guess like it's 60 minutes or, or something like that. You know, I, guess, I bet you didn't expect any 60 minutes-related questions on this episode, but here you go. So if, let's just say in the situation, Chris, one of because the, there was report, rumors that they may play Monday night or Tuesday night. I know that was definitely the rumor for the Pittsburgh game. And so the other one may, I don't know if they're going to try to do a doubleheader or Monday night or whatever. But my question to you as the commissioner of the league, usually the, it ends on the Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Where every you know, the the it officially ends like, you know, 1201 Tuesday. Yep. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, so my question would be, is this for those who do have those potential start, you know, maybe somebody starting, you know, Fuller or somebody starting Big Ben or Schuster, you know, player, you know, you know, Derrick Henry obviously the one the bigger, the bigger name here. Do you push it, do you kind of push it back to Wednesday? from the fancy or do you, is it hard set on Tuesday?
1: So I was actually talking about this with a friend of mine who also was uh, in another league. I planned where he's the commissioner. Um, and we were actually both trying to figure that out. So at this point I can't effectively or honestly articulate an answer. I'm If I was to guess right now, we've already tried, uh, With it, I think it's so. And just so everybody knows who's listening, we use Yahoo um, as as our league standard. Um, I don't know if it's an automated system that shuts everything for for uh, you know for the leagues and and auto calculates everything. Um, I don't know if they will go in and edit it, knowing that there is a Tuesday game. I would imagine your your biggest. Fantasy football, you have uh, Yahoo, ESPN, CBS Sports, DraftKings, and FanDuel are like the top five fantasy football websites, all of which are wealthy companies with a lot of money and probably have a fleet of nerds at their disposal that could uh, do their computer stuff. As you see, I'm very technologically spoken when it comes to uh, electronics here, when I say words like computer stuff. Uh, you you, you, <laughs> um, know. you know. You're nailing it. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, I I don't know um, if I can find the option to change it. I definitely will for those people who want to roll the dice and play that. But you know, buyer beware. If I can't change it and you decide to start them and they do play on a Tuesday, you know, I I, I don't know what to tell you because there you know there are some things that commissioners cannot control. That are just automated sequences like report cards, draft reports, um, you know, game ending, you know, things like that. All that stuff is just automatically done by Yahoo. So the commissioners might not have the ability to change that personally. If it if it was me, these guys are registered, I believe, on IR. I would just put them on your IR bench. Go grab somebody. It sucks you knew this was probably going to happen. If you truly went into this season thinking that no one was going to catch the COVIDs, you're, I have oceanfront property in Kansas. I'd like to sell you. So buyer beware on that. If I can find how to do it, I will post the link on the sports in the world. And then Ladarius can take it and post it under the Twitter verse that I refuse to be part of. Um, and, and hopefully I can shed some light on the situation for you guys
0: yeah because no you know thank you for that chris because it's important because you know as because it's important because like you say it was you know i'm gonna say bound to happen at some point but it's an important question for those because the bigger the bigger option the bigger the bigger playing situation is guys like you know schuster and especially derrick henry so you know deshaun watson so there's a lot of impact so that's why i was curious you know as both you know being the nerd slash curiosity because, cause, so I, I guess, I guess, I guess to to best to best wrap up that point is to basically put you know, you put the disclaimer out so you kind of use the buyer beware aspect of it, correct? Correct. So, so you so because I because I'd be super curious because I I did read somewhere that listen Tuesday night is a very feasible possibility because or worst case scenario. I don't know if you can pull off a. You could maybe pull up a triple header on, but I don't know how that would work. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, that's that's what people make a lot more money than you and I to fit, you know, to figure out. But, but to you know, before we uh, before we wrap up, I I do want you know to kind of talk about briefly about the postseason starting. We mentioned at the the top of the show, and we mentioned you know how great you know listen. You know, like I say, it's a great sports time. But more importantly, Chris, I, the teams who are supposed to be playing well are playing well. That's, you know, the playoffs. It, you know, with any sport, you know, regular season, it counts. It gets you positioning and seating. But we've seen teams, you know, be great here and be terrible there. And I look at the Yankees. I'll just use your Yankees as the paradigm if you don't mind. Boy, they came out swinging last night. And, and I'm looking like, you know, it's the same thing similar to, to the Padres where a guy's like, I think Tatis, like, oh, he's struggling, but he picked it up when the season was wrapping up. And and what I always – I think we talked about this in the preview is that it's a sprint, not a marathon, and how great hitting and solid pitching. You don't have to have – you don't have to have, you know, aces every night pitching. You know, you can use your bullpen a little bit more now. I think you're starting to, you're starting to see that in the regular season. You saw that. Because of the short, you know, arms are fresher. Because it was only sixty games, so you're not getting, you know, fifty appearances out of one guy. You know, you make so the arms are fresher. So, and what you saw, it's going to be a very, 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 very fun postseason. And and but like I say, and and I'll say this for the record: don't be shocked. And you can say you heard it here first. Don't be shocked if the, the San Diego Padres make it, you know, to play the Dodgers in the championship series. Do, do not be shocked. I, yeah, I think because
1: – go ahead. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. So the way that they're lined up right now, so on the NL side, you've got uh, the Dodgers and the Brewers, the Padres and the Cards, the your Cubbies and the Marlins, and then the, the Braves and the Reds. So they're definitely – so they, they've got to make it through. Uh, they're going to – regardless, they're going to play uh, the Dodgers for that NLDS. Yeah. So – and if they can make it through there, then, of course, they'll play for the the pennant and then, you know, naturally go to uh, the World Series. I'm going to be very uh, attentive to them right now. I, I think they're looking good. Yeah. Um, you know and then on the other side of the league, you've got uh the the Rays and the Blue Jays, the Indians and the Yanks, the Twins and the Astros, and then the the Athletics and the White Sox. Um, I definitely think there, there, there might be some surprise teams going into the World Series. Um, I as much of a Yankees fan as I am. We had a struggle against Tampa Bay about 40 games into the season that put us on a huge slump. We can't afford to have that again. I, I think we'll steamroll Cleveland. Um, you know, they they put their their ace out last night and we homered off of them four times. Um it, it, it got ugly really quick, really fast. Um, you know, uh, Houston is is. Uh, they're leading, but you know, uh, I think they're they're two and zero in their series. Um, but I, I, with Houston, I don't know. I just I don't trust them. It it seems like it's a lot harder to uh uh to win when you don't know the pitch count and, and when you don't know what they're throwing and you're not cheating. Um, right now, the only downfall though, so as we are uh, broadcasting right now, you know, the cards are up four zero top of the first. Uh, against the Padres right now. So hopefully we just didn't chew uh you know bite off more than we could chew on them. I'd like to see them go far. Um I'm excited about the postseason. I think this is gonna be a very fun time to watch. Let's let's hope that the everybody's team that made it good luck to them. I really don't mean that because I honestly just want to see the Yankees sweep everybody. Hashtag chase for twenty eight. Um I'm excited for it, man. I, I I really, really. I'm like I said, man. I'm, I'm a baseball nerd, and I look forward to these things. So I'm I'm excited to see what's going to go on.
0: And um, before we wrap up, I'm gonna ask you a simple yes or no question. Is there anyone in the right now in the American League side of the playoffs that could beat the New York Yankees from an objective point of
1: view? The Tampa Bay. I, 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 Tampa Bay is the enemy of the state. I, I truly think if we, if we make it past Tampa Bay, we win the world series. I, I, I don't think there's anybody on the NL side a complete enough team. I think the Dodgers are the closest to a complete team, but I don't think that they have the batting ability that we do. Um, in, in the grand scheme of things. And they have the depth that we do just because we're used to playing with our AAA players, <laughs> you know. But I think if we make it past Tampa, I don't think, I think, uh, you know, Houston walked past the, the Twins. I think that the A's will walk past uh, 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 the White Sox. That, so that would pit Oakland and Houston against each other and us and Tampa against each other. I think if we beat Tampa, whoever we end up playing for the 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 ALCS, I think we'll we'll serve that plate hot very quick. And then whoever we line up against the World Series, um, you know that, that's that's what it'll that's what it'll happen. You know, uh, I'm curious to see on the NL side. Um, I I neither got the Dodgers or the Braves going in um, from the NL side. I think that both of them have a lot of potential. Um I but I I don't know. Like I said if if we beat Tampa, I I got New York winning all the way. If not, if Tampa wins and beats us, I think it's the reverse side of the coin. I think Tampa Bay sweeps the AL and then and then brings home a a, a title to Tampa. I just I don't see the NL winning a World Series this year to be, to be honest with you.
0: And you heard here for Chris always the objective point of view on the show. So what well, I think what we call him Mr objective is his nickname It's what we, it's you know we'll get the whole name play situation later but but like I said it's gonna be an interesting playoffs and I think you know good luck to everybody team that's going to be there and enjoy it and, and speaking of you know enjoying you know we're out of time. We've enjoyed this episode of Sports in the world podcast and remember to before you go check us out on social media go to facebook.com sports the war world. And as well, join our group on there as well. Also on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Sports the World. Go to my social media, at Ladarius underscore Brown, on Twitter. And for Chris, it's at UFC Twitter, I believe is what it is. That's at it. UFC.
1: UFC, <laughs> UFC fake Twitter.
0: UFC fake Twitter. Check it out. It's great. I've looked at it. <laughs> it's more real than you think. It's more
1: It's. It's just me talking shit to John Jones on there. That's all it is. <laughs> and we all
0: know that. It always works out great. But <laughs> but until you hear us again, I'm with Eric And I'm Chris. Be real, be you, be blessed, and more importantly, be safe from all of us here from the sports and the world podcast. See ya.